You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. A quick note about today's episode. Though most of the coaching I share on this podcast is writing-related, I've included a few coaching sessions on relationships, goals, and marketing to give you a feel for what life and business coaching can look like. If you'd prefer coaching on writing, the writing life, and the business of publishing, just skip ahead to episode six and beyond. Thanks for listening. Hi, what would you like to talk about today? Hi, Camille. Well, I th- there's a couple of things, but they're tied in. Yeah. So I have been really focusing on just getting, just being more cognizant and aware of my time management. Great. And specifically in there is creating content. Yeah. Um, So lately, um, so I'm not a big social media fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I like creating content, but I really don't like creating social media. And just for context, what are you creating the content for? For an audience or? So on um, an Insta- for an Instagram account, for a Facebook page, for um, LinkedIn, although I don't always post it on link- LinkedIn. And I was talking with a friend of mine who, so I have been banned from Facebook for, I don't know why, I don't know. But so I yeah. cannot <laughs> advertise on Facebook. Like so many people are these days, right? Yes. So I can't advertise on Facebook. So I was um, speaking with a friend who's also a business coach. And she was saying, Maureen, you really have to think about organic marketing because Mm. you're not advertising. Yeah. I I love organic marketing. Pardon? I love organic marketing. You do. I do. Great person to (laughs) speak with then. Um, So I just yesterday, as I'm logging my time because I'm really logging time now to get really see what, where are my holes? What are my thoughts that create those, those holes? Uh-huh. And it was when I had, to, I was creating some, just some social media posts and it, it, my thought is it takes me way too long. It really should not be taking me this long to do this kind of stuff. And then all the negative thoughts start to come up. Yeah. And then by the end, I am like in overwhelm and immensely fatigued. <laughs> yeah. So what are the thoughts? I hear that it's, you know, it takes me too long. I shouldn't be taking this long. But you said then it brought up all these other thoughts. Do you have any recollection of what some of those are? I wrote them down. Yes. So yesterday I was oh, really good. trying to be vigilant on, about time and thoughts. And... um what I wrote down yesterday, yesterday was, um, I re- at the end, I was like, I really suck at social media. Mm-hmm. I'm watching, and I'm not going to say the person's name, uh-huh. does very, very similar things as I do on Instagram. And then I, and I wrote, oh my God, look at how clearly she communicates the idea. She does such a good job. I don't communicate well. I'm not good at this. So those were my thoughts. I feel really inept. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for sharing all that. That's very honest and I really appreciate it. 
think a lot of us feel that way, at least some of the time. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the person you're kind of comparing yourself to, do you have an idea in your head that she was always good at it, that it was always easy and she was always not inept? Um, well, that's a good point. Um, I didn't even really think that at all. I just looked at how she was communicating. It was like, oh my God, that's exactly how I, I have been searching for to yeah. say no. So I just assumed she's just good at it. Yeah. And a lot of it is because this business coach friend of mine, it just rolls off her tongue. She is so good. It just, she can think of things in seconds and uh, I, my brain just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I always think about how I started in my writing career. People mm -hmm. always assume that it was just a natural thing for me. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting to college and recognizing that I didn't know any of the rules of grammar that everyone else knew. Didn't have the greatest schooling. And it took me a long time to develop the voice that I have when I write. And so often when we're looking at people and we think it just rolls off their tongue, mm -hmm. in my experience, that's really rarely the case. They've just practiced a lot. They've taken the talent, but you still have to really hone that talent. Mm -hmm. So that's one piece of it. I also think it could be really useful for you to kind of see like, what can I learn here? Whenever we have envy, or jealousy. I almost think of them differently. Envy's like a little more casual. Jealousy, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, I just feel like overwhelmed with my feelings of I should be able to do that or why don't I have that? Mm -hmm. Either way, it's like one of the best pieces of information we can have because then you're like, oh, I want that. Mm -hmm. So kind of the follow-up to that is, do you believe it could be available to you at some point? Because there's a lot of timeline stuff there. Should take long. I should be able to do it now. If we drop the timeline, what do you think might happen? And I have, I have gone through that thought process as well because my first language is not English. So I no. never learned, I never learned grammar. I never learned any of those things. Okay. And I, the, I, I had a job for decades as a school psychologist. And the only thing I ever had to write were these, these reports that didn't mm. deviate very much. So I knew how to write those, but I never practiced writing in English. Um, yeah. And then I started a newsletter and I for my job as a health coach and I really didn't like it. I hated it. It took me forever. And I just, just, I was doing it once a month. And then I just told myself, I'm going to go to once a week just to force myself. And now after doing that for a couple of years, I am much better at it. Yeah. I can see that. Um, it's not that way with social media. When it comes to condensing things, uh huh, um, that's it's much harder for me. How long have you been showing up on social media? So you said with the newsletter, it's been a couple of years now. Um, so probably at least four years. Okay, but it's consistently. It, would you say no? It's cyclical. You know, yeah, me, okay. me and you both. Like, yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah. Just entire seasons where I'm just not that interested. So right. I hear you on that. But it would be interesting to see if you brought a little consistency to it. Mm -hmm. But I want to come back to the timeline. So I know we know all about, as fellow coaches, the idea of Parkinson's law and things should take a set amount, however much time we decide they should take, that's how mm -hmm. long they should take. I have found that that's not always true. 
that sometimes it actually does just take a little bit longer, whether for me or my clients or people in my life to get used to something. So I wonder if you drop the timeline a little bit just on a day-to-day basis, not how many years it'll take to get used to it, but like it takes as long as it takes. Would that shift anything for you? That's why I started doing this in very detailed timeline because I thought I really, really want to know like, what are the facts here? Mm-hmm. And then that was my thought that I would do one week. I'll just take five minutes less. Just slowly kind of pick away at it uh-huh. and see if I can do that. Yeah. So I am curious to know what is the aim here? Because it, kind of implicit in this story is that you're not reaching some bar. Yeah. But, so... That's really what it's about. The aim is that I, and I know it's it's a choice. I just want to create a scenario that's more of a win scenario so that I'm not so mentally exhausted when I do this. Um, Tell me what that looks like for you. What's a win scenario? That I do it and um, I'm not I'm not repeating all these thoughts that I I suck at this and oh. You know, that I can, you know, at least I can do it. At least I'm doing it. You know, those uh, just more winning thoughts. Okay. So it sounds like you'd like to enjoy the process more. Yeah, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to get better if I keep saying that I suck at this. I know, I, although that's what I said when I was writing newsletters and I just kept doing it and consistency changed did change it for me. Yeah. What is, is there a measurable goal attached to this? So we know that you don't want to be maybe having super negative thoughts all the time because there's no doubt you've already connected that they are exhausting you or at least contributing Mm -hmm. a sense of exhaustion. But what would be like a measurable goal here? Certain number of followers, responses, money in your business? Um. For doing social media? You mean for actually posting? Just for being, I haven't even, I really don't care about number of followers. I really don't. Like my goal with it is just to maintain some visibility. I'm still Mm -hmm. around and I'm still working. And Mm -hmm. when I have, when I'm doing certain programs, here's what I'm doing. Just so people know I'm around, I'm alive and doing things. So it's interesting when you say that to me, I think, well, you're doing that already. And even though you're having these negative thoughts, you are yeah. doing that. I wonder if you gave yourself a little credit there, if that began to shift things. Right. The credit piece is hard to come up with. Um, I did basically take two two months off of social media. So I just have rededicated myself. I mm. This has been a, a familiar cycle for me. Yeah. So even if you're not concerned about number of followers, and I feel this way too, I I don't know that it's actually useful data or what I want is my metric, Mm -hmm. but I think you have an opportunity to be specific about how much you show up and how long you want to show up. If you know you have this pattern of off and on, sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, you'd like to adjust that. Yes. Yeah. I would like to be a little more consistent. I'd like to be also a little more bold in what I do, at least do some videos. Everybody says when I talk about what I do, I I just sound so much, I sound natural. 
I know what I'm talking about. When I'm writing it, it's stilted. It, it's not me. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about the stiltedness and really easing into who you are, let's pick a goal that is just a little bit of a stretch, but not super uncomfortable. Would that be two or three times a week? Um, you know, what would be something where you're like, oh, I might be able to do that, but not so ambitious that you drop back into the cycle of two months off? Two times a week. Great. Okay. So how much time do you think, and I don't want you to use the Parkinson's law here of like, I think it should take an hour to do these two posts a week. Based on this past week or two, mm-hmm. how much time do you think that might take you to actually prepare those two interactions on social media a week? Um, so yesterday, I guess it was yesterday, when I created three posts, just the images. So the I I'm thinking of the idea. Yep. Um, creating the posts and and scripting for just one of the posts, mm-hmm. it took me two hours. Great. That's totally normal. Now, the week before, when I, what I'm trying to do is tying whatever newsletter I'm writing that week, tying my post in with that. Great. So it ended up taking me three hours. Okay. And is there a subtext there if that's too long? Oh, yeah. To me, that was... Yeah. Why is that too long for you? It just seems like, to me, it seems like such a time investment for um, how many people ended up signing up. So then I just put, if you want to learn more, sign up for the newsletter. I think there were five people who signed up for the newsletter. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are a couple of pieces here because you're saying, you know, your logical brain is like, I don't care about numbers. I just want to be visible. I want to basically stay in the game. Mm-hmm. But your emotional brain is telling you a whole other story over here of like this payoff is not there. And part of that is coming from the immediate result that you are expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reality is in content creation, what we create really pays off over the long term. Occasionally, we strike gold. A post hits. Uh, promotion, whatever it is, you write a newsletter that everyone forwards to their friends. That's always amazing. But in my experience, whether it's a book, a newsletter, or a single Instagram post, that's not how it works. We find our people and then they go back and consume everything we created. So I am curious if those five people, if we just looked at them hypothetically, maybe three of them become really true customers, the person who wants to work with you over and over, who tells everyone about you, would you still feel like those three hours were a waste? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Not at all. And what's really interesting is that there's no way to know Mm -hmm. which one. So we could say like three of the five, we have no idea. But if you keep showing up, the statistics are on your side. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yes. Actually, that could be a nice little mantra for me. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) I love data. I feel like it's our friend. When we really try to take some of the emotion out and just think in sheer numbers, especially when it's an emotional situation, it can be really helpful to Mm -hmm. just take that charge out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little about the mental fatigue and the overwhelm? 
Um, yeah. What happens is I, <clears throat> I start doubting what it is I'm writing mm-hmm. and then we'll go in a different direction and then come back and then come back yeah. as opposed to just staying focused on that one initial thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what creates the over, the over fatigue for me anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's exhausting to pivot in your brain constantly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. something you could try, and this is less coaching and more just business advice, mm-hmm. is staying with the one initial idea mm-hmm. and using it as a data point, testing. So when I'm doing Instagram posts, I will often just put up whatever for first came to mind with like a little bit. Sometimes I'll even step away and look at, look at it again the next day to see if it's actually what I want to say, but I'm not changing the idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of the phrasing. And then I make myself post it because it becomes a data point for me. Does this resonate with my audience or not? So again, coming back to kind of the unemotional view and giving yourself permission to do it imperfectly. How does that feel? Um, intellectually, it, it makes total, total sense. Yeah, tell me what's coming up on the other side. It's It's harder to actually do than to say yeah Yeah. how come because it's just been practiced for years and years just always hoping it striving for it to be the best it can be oh yeah yeah i mean that's where we can recognize the conditioning whether it's from family that certainly was my experience and for a lot of us you know someone else is expecting you to be perfect and then you add on the societal layer of Women really aren't supposed to screw up my thought, but I'll offer it here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, what is the opportunity here? If we really look at your long-term growth, even if we were to just look at you and I having a conversation a year from now, and even though this was super uncomfortable for you to go with the initial thought, to test it, to put it out and continue to show up, what would you have learned a year from now by doing that consistently? Right. I wouldn't know definitely what resonates, what doesn't resonate. Yeah. And what about personally? What's the opportunity in terms of showing up at a B level rather than an A? Less pressure. Yeah. Less stress. More fun. Yeah. I love fun. Fun should always be the goal. Fun or it doesn't happen. At least like 70% of the time. There's some stuff we just have to do. But I think it'd be a really interesting experiment. And what I'll leave you with is maybe trying for one to two weeks an approach in which you let it take as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. Really go with that initial thought, whatever the first idea for the content piece was. And taking this kind of testing approach where you're just going for data, mm-hmm. where you're not making it mean anything about you and see if there's less overwhelm. And if that doesn't help, we can talk again. But I think it's worth trying. Every time I just try to like take the pressure off, show up at a slightly less comfortable level than I'm expecting from myself, always surprised at how well it turns out. And I'm always surprised at how much better I feel. Okay. So just take as long as it would take without the pressure of doing it faster. Stay with the initial thought. Yeah. And make myself post it. That's the other thing. Often I will create and then never post. So 
do you have an intentional thought about why you're doing this? Because often I'll have one, I'll put it on a post-it or a sticky on my computer. Of I'm just trying to, one example would be like, I'm just trying to connect with people who really need what I have to say. So is there anything where you could think in advance about why you're doing this? And it could be for you. It doesn't even have to be for your audience. I usually just, when I think of something that is really helpful, helpful for me in the moment or something that's really, really helped me or some questions that I get repeatedly that, so I know this will, um, this will be important for other people to hear. That's, those are the thoughts I think for posting. Yeah. I would put that somewhere really visible. Okay. For me, often, even with books, I have to think, get out of your own way because someone needs to read this. Mm, yeah. So if you know it's going to help someone, even if it's literally one person, it's better to post than not post. And you're doing great work. More people do need to hear about it, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co, that's evenbetter.co, to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.